0: Welcome to the Steve Travalee Show on Demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute.
1: In Jersey,
2: Streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travalee keeps you in the Jersey no from seven till eleven. Live local and live. Steve on Sunday Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's loud, the golden light. Call him at 1 800 283
3: 101.5. Ah, Thursday night in New Jersey. We like to call it Friday Eve at Steve Trevely's show. Rob Brown producing tonight. A good time shall be had by all. Uh,. What do you think about matinee concerts? Have we reached that point? Some of these bands have reached that point, right? Matinee concerts. We got, uh, we'll talk about that later on. Survivor New Jersey. How about that? We, uh, what is it, half of New Jersey considers themselves survivalists? Well, if you were going to play Survivor New Jersey, how would you do it? What would the challenges be? we got that coming up tonight as well. Uh, also, uh, here's my question. Uh should kids be rewarded in school for not bullying other kids uh, I heard Jeff and Bill talking about it earlier I heard Jeff allude to it yesterday and I checked into it and I'm like I can't believe this is happening I can't believe this is happening and of all places Bayonne now the Bayonne I remember I guess must be different from the Bayonne now the Bayonne I remember hey if we we'll give you candy if you don't bully anybody keep your candy but anyway <laughs> <laughs> is it chocolate? <laughs> what kind of candy are we talking about here? Uh, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. I, you know, I just it, it, it blows my mind that we've come to this point as a society where I, I, I kind of look at this though because basically the way they came at the way they came at this, the uh, superintendent. Uh, lean heavily on the student ideas for the new bully, uh, anti-bully initiative. Now, as you know, New Jersey's got the toughest anti-bully laws in, in the country or among them, right? So uh, the superintendent meets with the students, right? What are we going to do to cut out the bullying? And the students, <laughs> probably, their own students, probably uh, s- seeing this in his eyes, go, hmm, well, maybe if you give us a party, if we don't bully, will we'll, we won't bully. Hmm? and they're like well that sounds like a good idea and the kids are like really Uh, maybe if you give us pizza that sounds like a good idea too we won't bully for pizza All right, we'll give you a pizza Uh, as a matter of fact uh, the perks they're going to get a pep rally they're going to get a half day just for not bullying anybody just for not pushing anybody around well my kids don't push anybody around where's that party I gotta transfer them to Bayonne now (laughs) my god I don't know. I got, I got to see what their football team does. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. But this is where we are now. The perks, as Superintendent John Neitz calls them, are one component in the launch of a new anti-bullying program that administrators and an array of student leaders are introducing at the high school to incentivize students to behave. You know what incentivized me to behave? I didn't want to get a beaten. We can't do that anymore. I know. That didn't work. I guess, Uh, and I'm not advocating that because it didn't work because if you could withstand the beating, then you could free to do whatever you want, but I didn't do it anyway because my parents raised me not to do it, but I'm telling you, man, these kids had to see this superintendent coming, Uh, class, class, what, what can we do to stop bullying in schools? Well, I don't know, maybe if you give us a pep rally, maybe you give us a half day, and this guy bought it. And now uh, they're going to try to incentivize students to behave in be Bayonne. I guess it's the Bayonne be Behavior Plan. You want me to be good to you? It's going to cost you. Is that the way? Is that any way to raise our children? 1-800-283-101.5. Rob is in West Orange, John, New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Rob. From the streets of Union City. Dude, I, I was thinking of you when I was thinking of this. What are your thoughts on this kind of stupidity?
4: Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, I got bullied. I, I was a bully. and I, I beat kids up. I got beat up. It's part of growing up. You need to get beat up. You need to beat kids up. That's part of growing up. Sometime
3: but, in your life, so, you're going to face a bully. How you handle that situation will determine the rest of your life?
4: Okay, so you're going to get bullied on paper. On Maybe you know, your boss is a bully, but... You gotta grow up. You gotta get bullied as a kid to be get over it. Like it is crap.
3: But should we be incentivizing kids?
4: Soft. Yeah. Soft. I'm telling you, like my nephews, my two nephews, Mm. they beat the crap out of me every time I go over. And my girlfriend calls, she goes, don't
3: be your kill robber. I'm like, let him beat me up. The hell with it. And I smacked the hell out of him. Nah, it. you can't be doing that. Come on. Nah, this is this, is, oh, 20, this is 2023. But, I mean, the idea that the schools are going to say we'll reward you if you don't bully kids oh, is absurd. That's
4: crap. That's
3: crap. That's crap. <laughs> now, I'm with you, Rob. Let's go to Mike on 287 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. What's
5: going on? You this are. Is, uh, r- ridiculous. Right? Another... Another dumb idea, um, like the first caller. I was on the receiving end of bullying. Uh, you know, a couple fist fights here and there growing up. It's part of life. Um, it so was. It's silly. I would. I would say this though, if you if someone observes another kid intervening on someone being bullied, not necessarily a reward, but maybe. Pull them aside or her aside. And be like, hey, that
3: was that was a stand up thing to do right there. You know, to prevent. I like that. Give them a half a day. Yeah, give them the half a day. Yes. Give give them some kind of reward if you step in. You see that? I love that. This is a great idea. If you see someone being bullied and you step in. We will give you a half a day. We will give you some kind of reward. Not like we're going to reward. It's almost like you're trying to bribe the class to do what they're supposed to be doing in the first place.
1: Yeah.
5: I mean, my two kids, they're teenage ages, and I'm like, listen, it's sometimes hard to stand up and do the right thing. But my expectation is that if you see something, you know, try to step
3: in and do the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. one 283 1015 How do you feel about this? Should New Jersey schools now be bribing kids with pep rallies and half days to get them to stop bullying? Is bullying this bad in New Jersey? And uh, you know what? I love that idea. I love that idea that Mike just had. If you're going to reward a kid, as far as bullying goes, reward the kid who steps in against the bully. You really want to stop bullying. Here's what you do. You know, you get the kids who are caught bullying. And then once they're convicted, throw the freaking book at them and let everybody know that you threw the freaking book at them. You know, put pictures of them ducking the book so that everybody knows what the punishment is and everybody knows what can happen. Those girls. That uh, had to, you know, the, that that um, beat up Adriana Cush in the in the hallway at Central Regional. I hope they get the book thrown at him, and I hope that every step of the way it is put out on social media with the same cowards that videotaped it and put it on Facebook, and the same parents that allowed that to happen should all see what's going to happen. But 1-800-283-101.5. This is the other side of the spectrum. Like I said, this, this just sounds like a bad sitcom to me. Like the superintendent went to the students and said, oh, what do we do to stop bullying, kids? We're working together on it. And these guys are playing this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, give us a, give us a half day. Give us a pep rally. We promise not to bully anybody. You know, they're like in the Twilight Zone, the next step. And here's where we want not to bully you. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. Here's Fast Traffic. Whether brought to you by Ray Container Auto Group, there's so much to love. So much to love about a Jaguar approved, certified, pre-owned vehicle from Ray Container Jaguar of Edison. Not only do you get quality to great value, but for a limited time, get financing as low as 399% for 24 months on select models to qualified buyers. Hi, one 800 As New Jersey racks its brain trying to figure out how to stop the anti-bullying in New Jersey or stopping the bullying in New Jersey with the anti-bullying laws and the anti-bullying ideas, Bayonne School District comes up with the idea of rewarding kids with pep rallies and half days uh, for not bullying. Is this what we should be doing? 1-800-283-101.5. What kind of a message does that send? We're going to reward you for being good? Isn't, aren't, isn't that where the bar is set? Aren't you supposed to start off not bullying people? Do you need to be bribed to not bully someone or not push someone around? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five, and uh, you know what? I've thrown out some ideas. I've thrown out the idea of self defense in the cl- in the gym class. I've thrown out the idea of cameras in the classrooms. What would you do, All right? If you were the superintendent of Bayonne, and uh, you go, you know, the, going to the students, I think the students played this guy. You know, I think the idea of you know, give us half days and give us, uh, you know, give us uh, pep rallies seemed like a good idea, and it worked. Is this the way you would handle it? Is this the way it should be handled? Incentives like no homework Fridays, ice cream truck, half days are just the start of what uh, the superintendent Neitz describes as a blossoming collaborative response by students and staff. So, I mean, is this the way it should be? Or uh, is this something you're just supposed to be doing? You know, are we going to start rewarding people for breathing? You're not supposed to bully kids. If you're a kid, you're not supposed to bully kids. If you're a parent, you've got to raise your kids, not the bully kids. And if your kid is a bully, you've got to find out why. Maybe they're trying to get your attention. You know, maybe someone ought to sit down with the bullies and say, you know, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Maybe there's something in there that can be fixed. Even, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who grew up who bullied people when they were kids, who feel bad about it later. And if that's you, please give me a call, 1-800-283-101.5. But, I mean, I just don't, I I just, it seems really weird to me that a school district would come up with the idea to reward kids for not bullying other kids. Where are you on this, 1-800-283-101.5? What would be some of the things that would happen to you in school if you bullied someone? Or had you ever been in a situation you know in a bully situation what did the school do somewhere along the line the fear of what the school would do is dissipated to where now and even with the you know the toughest um, anti-bullying laws in the country or close to it kids don't seem to care parents don't seem to care but beyond this is what they're doing and how do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Are you on board with this? Should we be, like, rewarding kids for not bullying kids? With ice cream trucks? Sunshine and rainbows? <laughs> it's silly. It's so silly. It's so stupid. 1-800-283-101.5. What are you trying to tell me? Uh, it makes no sense. Oh come on in! Hey, give me your opinion. I thought you were you giving me all the right, bun no. sign or all something. All right, so I'm, all I'm right, this what loser. do you think,
6: Rob Brown? Okay. So, what I think is going to happen is, because yeah. you know exactly what you're talking about. Did you have siblings growing up? Uh, I had a sister. Okay. I got so, twin boys. Even better. So you ready? Some situation happens. All of a sudden, one kid's getting the hug. The other kids looking at each other, and all of a sudden, the other kids getting the tongue. What does that mean? I just faked it. I faked the entire thing, and now they're giving me the reward that used to happen oh, all the time in my household. See, there you go. It used to happen all the time in my household, well, you and see I the think. Thing. And you got to remember as well what I think is really happening all the time now with the parents is you ready? What's that? Three words. Not my kid. Yeah. I got that all the time in in school. But back why the would day. you?
3: But why would you reward kids for not bullying? They're not supposed to bully.
6: Exactly. There's no reward for that. That's the norm. Are you lowering the standard now by doing this? So what I really liked was the opinion that was already said was I think what really happens the most is no one's stepping in. Everybody knows it's happening, but no one's stepping in to do it. And that's the person who's really in control because I know in the back of your head you're saying to yourself, I, I don't want that to be me, but that's the true hero in this situation, I feel. The guy
3: who steps in? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever step in? Yes, yes, I did. I've stepped in.
6: I've had to step in. It was right before, uh, like, a gym class. So we had, in my high school, there was, like, a little area right after, you know, you change and and right before you go into class. And there was an altercation that was happening, and I was like, oh, okay, well, like, that that, that was when I was a senior. I was the president of the high school, and everybody kind of looked at me like, uh that, that's on you, like that that's you, so I right. have
3: to stop. Yeah, that's step in. All right. 180, 283, 101.5. I can't believe we've come to this point now. We're gonna reward kids for not bullying. Can we reward them for not stealing? Reward them for not uh, you know, being violent, committing violent acts against each other? What else are we gonna reward them for? Cleaning their rooms? I don't know. That's just me. one 800 So in Bayonne, uh, the superintendent got together with the students and they came up with ideas to stop the bullying in Bayonne. The Bayonne bullies, right? Chuck Wept the Bayonne bleeder. Now we got the Bayonne bullies. And how do we stop the Bayonne bullies? We give them ice cream trucks and we give them pep rallies and we give them half days and, uh, you know, what else we can find? This may be the most ridiculous thing I've ever talked about. More so than uh, seatbelts for pets in the back seats of cars, which was actually proposed once.
7: You know, it's funny. I have to bring it up because you just mentioned it. Do you know who I saw driving through Bayonne today? Who's that? Chuck Wepner. Get out. Yep, getting out of a car. It made my day. I think maybe Chuck Wepner needs to pay a visit to the high school over there. I think. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. He's got to
3: go over there. That's <laughs> it. Give him what for?
7: 101.5 <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5-730. Now, the latest New Jersey news from NJ. 283
3: 101.5. Steve Trevellis. Tina is coming down later on. She's working on a, on a play we'll talk about. In the meantime, uh, Bayonne, the superintendent's gotten together with the student body and they've decided to come up with some uh, ways to stop the bullying. Bullying's so bad that a couple of sisters in Bayonne are now being homeschooled after the bullying led to bloodshed. So uh, how do you feel about this? Should, uh, should they be giving rewards to p- kids for not bullying, like uh, half days, pep rallies, ice cream trucks just for not bullying? Or should it just be, here's what we're going to do to you if you bully. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve's in Morristown, under Jersey, 101.5. Steve-O.
8: Hey, Steve. Happy Friday Eve, my man. Uh, happy Friday Eve to you. You know, um, it's, it's funny you, you brought this topic up because I, I think I was watching NJ12 News last night and I, and I think I had the same reaction as you when I saw them announcing this on the news channel last night and it just, it just blew my mind. It, it really did. Um, you know, I'm in my 50s um, and I, I said, well, times have changed. But you know what? Times really haven't changed. Um, I, I grew up, I, you know, I have a brother, I got picked on, I got bullied. And you know what, like some of the other callers said, you know, it breaks your heart to know that kids are hurting themselves because they're being bullied. But you know what, it's part of growing up. And, you know, I remember growing up when I came home upset from being picked on and being bullied. Um, I I clearly remember to this day, my dad said, you know how you stop a bully? You push back. Exactly. You push back, and and you know what? They're going to realize that you're not an easy target
3: well I, I worry that we're not teaching our kids to push back because when they become men and women who don't push back or're afraid to push back that's where we're really going to be in trouble and i kind of feel like we're in trouble now I kind of feel like the people who are making these rules other people who probably were bullied as children and never stood up for themselves and regretted it and maybe this is where that that's where this is coming right. from and I think that that's part sure. of the problem did your brother ever stand up for you
8: um, well, actually we were, we were much older at the time, but, um, you, you know, if you got time for another story, Real um, cool. I remember we were hanging out and, um, it was just at a park and, you know, you know, back in the day and, you know, not to give kids any bad ideas back in the day, you were uh, allowed to drink some beers and open in, in, in the parks and stuff no. like that.
1: <laughs> really? Nah. No.
8: Like, like like I said, I'm I'm in my 50s, so that was okay. for a grown-up, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was this one day that this one guy, you know, thought I was an easy target, and he, he was picking on me. And the next thing I knew, there was a arm with a fist attached to it coming over my right shoulder. Um, and, you know. That's I
1: called
3: brotherly love. Brother. There you go. Yeah, right.
8: and, and I turned around, it was my brother. And, you know. You know, he pushed me out of the way, and then this was like, you know, he confronted the bully for me. And, you, you know, know the boot. but, you know, I think, you know, kids, you know, I mean, if there's any kids, you know, driving home with mom and dad, you know, listening to this stuff, you know, they got to remember, you know, and, and parents and adults are the same way. They're a bunch of cowards hiding behind a keyboard or a mouse screen or a iPhone. They're a bunch of cowards. They're not bullies. They're cowards.
1: All
3: right, Steve. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Meg is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Meg. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you?
9: Good. Thanks. I have a story that that really hits, and I hope there are kids listening. Sure. And uh, I am a very sensitive person. Right. And when I was in fourth grade I I have trouble on my feet and um we were running and this girl came up to me and she said, You can't even run your crippled thing.
1: Oh my and god.
9: I was devastated. So we we let it go, we'd see each other and you know, say hi. Well, one day I was walking the Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy telephone. Right. And who was on but that girl? Oh. I looked and I said, Mom, oh my God, look who it is. I started crying for her.
3: What would she Cry do? I
9: felt for, a bill for her. Pardon me.
3: Did she see you? Did she say anything?
9: No, it was on TV.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Oh, man. How about and, that?
9: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and So.
3: You know, we raise these kids, this is the norm. You know, the norm is we're supposed to be good to each other. Meg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You don't teach your kids that you're going to get rewarded just for not hurting somebody. And that's the message that Bayonne is sending out. You know, it's one thing for the kids to come up with these ideas, but teachers, superintendents are supposed to know better. And then you go to the point where how much these superintendents get paid, and you wonder why your school taxes are so high. But that's not going to stop because you don't want to vote Uncle Sal out of a job. So here we sit uh, with the idea that, hey, no problem, we'll give you a pizza party. Did you ever one 283 1015 How do you feel about this? Should should kids be rewarded in school for not bullying? But did you ever did you ever stand up for someone who was being bullied? Did you ever just push the kid out of the way and say, Come here, come here, you. I get so I get so angry I pushed the kid out of the way just so I could just so I could take the guy on. But I mean, did you ever did you ever have that situation? Did you ever do that? Where, you know, there's someone you knew, or even someone you didn't know, you just saw it happening. Did you ever get involved? What happened? 1 800 283 101.5. Jim is in Hillsborough on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim.
10: Hey there, Steve. Listen, great show tonight. I'm enjoying it. And uh, I I just felt compelled to call in. And uh, my story is that I'm I'm, uh, 59 years old. Right. When I was in seventh grade, I was the new kid in class, and the biggest kid who had been left behind twice. Decided that I was the guy that was going to be the victim of the year. So I went home. I talked to my dad. He says, listen, you go back to that school tomorrow and you get find the biggest kid in your class and you make yeah, friends you him.
3: with him. Oh, kid. you make friends with him. Okay.
10: You make friends with that kid. And I will tell you that, first of all, that friend kicked my bully's butt.
4: <laughs> there you go.
10: So, secondly... I'm friends with that guy to this day.
3: There you go. You know it's funny, we all we all made like we all were friends. So we all looked out for each other. So yeah. that a lot of that that would never happen. And if it did happen, it would be taken care of within the group. You know what I mean?
10: Yep. Yeah, totally. And not to be cliche or anything, but to this day, those are the guys.
3: Mm-hmm. And you know what? You formed a, you know who they are. Exactly. A lifelong alliance. Jim, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the idea? Should schools be rewarding kids for not bullying? Or should it just be expected that kids not bully? Do we need to give out, uh, pep rallies and, and ice cream trucks like they're doing in Bayonne? Or should it just be expected? And keep in mind, the bullying is so bad in Bayonne that uh, one mom had to pull her kids out, two sisters, for homeschooling uh, because of bloodshed. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. And also, have you ever stepped in and helped someone who was being bullied? I'd love to hear that story. Need to relocate quickly? Uh, Robert Dukanski of REMAX First Advantage. is buyers lined up and get your home sold faster for more money than you thought possible. Stephen and Anne-Marie tried to sell their South Brunswick home on their own. Didn't have any success getting it sold, but they wanted to relocate to Pennsylvania, so they decided to call Rob and his team. With aggressive marketing at work, there were seven showings, multiple offers, in just 16 days on the market, getting the home sold for $512,000, which was $12,000 over the asking price. With this piece of the puzzle solved, they could get on with their way to Pennsylvania. Robert Tekansky of REMAX First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Tukanski at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing. National. See, 101.5, Steve Trevelese. All right. Bayonne You bully in Bayonne You get in trouble You don't bully in Bayonne You get a pizza party Ice cream trucks Half days Pep rallies They're bribing the kids not to bully Where'd they get this idea from? The superintendent had lunch with the students (laughs) Who talked them into it this sounds like an episode of, like, a sitcom or something. She we be bullying. She we be, like, rewarding kids for not bullying. And side topic, have you ever stepped in and helped a bully? 1-800-283-101.5. Missy's in Port Murray on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Missy. Missy, how are you? How you doing?
11: I'm doing okay. I I got to tell you, I think it's insane that they're rewarding these kids for not bullying I have nothing against pep rallies for school spirit. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I've done it when I was in high school. It's fun. It's great. But rewarding somebody for not doing something wrong,
3: to me, is just insane. It's ridiculous. I and mean, so so we, do we also throw them a party for not stealing, for not killing anybody? You know? Exactly.
11: Exactly. I can't even understand where this idea came from and I'm absolutely blown away. I can't I can't lie.
3: <laughs> it came from the students. I, guess,
11: I I've been bullied as an adult at a workplace. So it doesn't I get it. Like I I understand what it feels like to be bullied mm. and I, I can't even imagine my boss walking up to my coworker and saying, look, it, we're going to we're gonna give you a $5 raise because you're going to be a good person and not bully your other coworkers." Like, I
3: I just don't get it. And you know what? That's what stuff like this could lead to. I, I get it because these these kids put one over on the super. I mean, you know, basically saying, hey, yeah. give us a party. We won't bully.
1: You. Sure, that sounds yeah, like these, a these, good these idea.
11: Adults, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know what, what their turn of thought is, but they should be ashamed for even suggesting such a thing, in my opinion. I'm sorry. it's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Missy. Thanks for the call. Dan's in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dan.
12: Hello, Steve. How are you?
3: Good. How you doing?
12: I'm good. You're able to hear me okay?
3: I, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me?
12: Yep. Sounds good. So, bullying in Bayonne and their idea to uh, reward people for not doing it. I'm not sure if it would work, but it is, you know, an attempt to address a problem that is real. And it's a
3: bad attempt.
12: I come from the philosophy that if you're going to criticize an idea, you should also come to the table with a better idea.
3: Okay, I'll give you three better Do you ideas. Have a
12: better idea what might work.
3: Yeah, this? absolutely. Idea number one: teach self-defense in the ed. Idea number two: put clar- cameras in the classrooms. Idea number three: reward those who help out the situation, who step in against the bully. That'll 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 deflate those three things. will put an end to it. Giving him pizza parties not a good idea. Giving him ice cream trucks, sunshines and rainbows, as Rocky would say. By, by the way, Rocky was originated in Bayonne with Chuck Burp to the Bayonne bleeder. Not a good idea, my opinion.
12: Okay, you know it's your opinion. You're I'm
3: not- aware whose opinion it is. I just said it. What do you think? What would you do? Uh,
12: I'm not sure what I would do, but you know I think. Uh, Bullying is a problem that is difficult to address, does not go away easily. And
3: why do you think that is, Dan?
12: There to try the idea that, Dan. you know, Dan. it can come
3: w- up wh- Why it. do you think bullying is a difficult thing to address and hasn't gone away? <laughs> Dan?
12: I, uh, it's a fair question. I'm not quite sure.
3: Because um, it goes back to the Stone Age. It's primal. It's it's part of life, and you have to teach kids how to stand up to it and address it. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Debbie, Gus, don't go anywhere.
0: Jersey Radio. I've been listening to you guys since I was a kid. New Jersey 101.5.
3: After all these years, I finally did that. Every time I'm waiting for the cue, I got my finger on the button. And I remember at the last second, I got to go to the other button. Except for this time, when I kept it there. And uh, Bruce apparently canceled the show on the road. Uh, he was sick. I'm expecting he's uh, feeling better. Uh, I'm talking about bullying. Steve Troubley. Steena Blizzard's coming in later on to hang out. Uh, bang on Has come up with this idea. The superintendent uh, got together with the students. They had lunch, and they came up with the idea that if kids in Bayonne don't bully, that they could be rewarded. They could be rewarded with uh, ice cream trucks. They could be rewarded with pep rallies, half days for not bullying. Have you ever heard of anything so absurd? But this is what they've done. Uh, God bless the students of Bayonne. They talked this guy into it. And uh, all they have to do is not bullying. And several Bayonne High School students said they've noticed an increase in bullying in recent years. Uh, Now they're trying to figure out how to stop it. So this plan... uh, is basically, they talked about it over lunch, discussed what they were seeing in a series of sessions, and they came up with the idea of things like uh, ice cream trucks, inviting guests uh, to the community. Uh, How do you feel about this? Is this what we should be doing? Or should you don't do this would be the norm. Prosecute those that do. 1-800-283-101.5 one 800 1015 Debbie's in Pennsylvania. Debbie, thanks for waiting. How you doing? Good. Um,
11: I think there's an increase in bullying because there's no consequences for it, basically. Yeah. Um, and I always intervene. I always have. But if my kids were getting picked on, kids, whatever, I would always intervene. I would just very quietly go over and say I don't care how big or how cool you think you are there's a lot of kids bigger and cooler than you are so watch yourself
3: I like
1: and
11: that. they would stop they, they would they would stop because they
9: think nobody's going to say anything they can do what they want
3: kids know when they're doing something wrong and they expect yeah. to be disciplined and they're probably surprised when they're not and in that situation absolutely you know it's just I can't believe that you know we're at the point now where we're going to reward. Uh, not bad behavior, but non behavior. I didn't bully anybody today. Can I get can I get a pizza party? Hey, who, who where did this come from? Deb, thanks for the call. Gus is in Whippany on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi Gus.
4: How you doing? Good, you? Love your subject tonight. Thank you, pal. I bullying all the bullies, they always pick on the weak. They always pick on the smaller guy. Right. When I went to high school in Parsippany, where it's called what the former Washington commanders were called. Right. I can't say that today. Yeah, I
3: got it. I, yeah, I know. God forbid. Uh,
4: we had this kid, Joey. He was a uh, special needs. Right. He was all alone. And we would, you know, sit down, talk to him, you know. We would, like, hang out with him. You know, right. I'd, I mean, he was a good kid. Right. He was like, protected. Right. So I'm in the classroom one day. Yeah, one of my friends said, you know, this guy, he hit Joey. He hit Joey. Pushed him to the ground. My veins were popping out of my head, my arms. I'm looking at the clock to go after this kid. Right. Because he's hitting somebody that's defenseless. Right. And And that's what bullies do. Before I got out of the classroom, one of my friends got to him and broke his jaw. Wow. And he had to resign from school.
3: And uh, you know what? Uh, Joey never did that again. You know, but how do you feel about this idea of rewarding non—you know—rewarding non-bullying? That this is where we are today. That we have to give you a reward because you didn't bully somebody?
13: Well, the
4: parents today said, "Not my kid. No, not my kid. No, reward nothing. <laughs> Punish you if you if you bully. I mean, rewarding is—it should be taught in life. You don't bully nobody because these days you don't know what people are
3: capable of doing." And not only that, it's not the right, it's the wrong thing to do. Gus, thanks for the call. John is in West Trenton a New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Uh,
5: Steve, they're called the Redskins, Steve. Yes, that's I, I, call them. I. that's
3: what I heard. I, I do remember yeah. that, yes.
5: I, I don't care what anybody thinks. They're called the Redskins.
3: Okay. Well, um, not anymore. They changed the name. They're the, Now they're com- now they're the commies. They're the commanders. They're the commies, actually. Here's the, here's the problem. Yes. Okay. These
5: kids realize... There's no ramifications for what they do anymore. Right. The teachers are giving them the option because they don't want the responsibility to fall back on them. They don't want to be the one who grabs the kid and called the racist when they break up a fight. So they let the, they let the kids decide this. There's no ramifications for what these kids do. They watch this stuff on TV. When their crimes are committed and people walk out of jail, when you can walk into stores and steal stuff for under nine hundred dollars, is a value on crime mm-hmm. and walk out and get a slap on the wrist. This is or steal problem, a car,
3: <laughs> or steal a car. Yeah.
5: There's no rent. There are no penalties. There's nothing for what these kids do anymore, and they know this, and the teachers can't do anything. Could you imagine somebody grabbing, a teacher grabbing somebody in a fight between kids of two different skin color and they grab the black kid first? He's a racist.
3: Yeah, but you know what? It, shouldn't, a be, be, but <laughs> again, it shouldn't be about color. It shouldn't be about race. It should just be about, you know, bullying. And, and a lot of times it's, you know, it's the same color. This is more about, you know, just, just right and wrong. And to reward kids for not bullying is wrong. That's what you're supposed to do. We don't give you a reward for that. You raise kids, right? Imagine your kid tells you, you know, I didn't do anything bad today. What do I get for that? You get nothing because that's what you're supposed to do. Do we have to bribe kids for this? 1-800-283-101.5. And you know what, John made a great point, though, about the idea that, you know, there's no accountability. What they need to do if you really want to fix this uh, bullying is... Hold kids accountable and then put on social media what happens to those who bully. You know? Really? You ever, you ever see, you ever watched old mob movies, right? Where do they put the body? In front of the door. You want to get in? You got to step over the body. <laughs> That's a reminder. 1 800 What you do is you discipline the kids and, uh, you know, for whatever is going to happen. And then you take that and you put that out on social media and you pin that to your Facebook page. So that every time somebody thinks of doing something wrong, they see what happened to the person who did something wrong. And that could be a deterrent not to do it again. But one 800 I just find this so funny that in Bayonne, this is what they're doing. You know, in Bayonne, the superintendent gets together with the high school students. They come up with this idea that uh, they're going to give them rewards. A series of rewards if the students don't bully. Such as no homework Fridays, an ice cream truck, half days for not bullying. one 800 Have you ever heard of anything so absurd? Your thoughts. Do you know anyone who's being held back from uh, what they want or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore? I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc. If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor, doctor and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually Fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800 518 0977 or go to trinity rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. From for details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. The uh, St. Patrick's Day, New Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. You can win free New Jersey Lottery scratch-offs plus a Wegmans gift card. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter in our app and win free New Jersey Lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Lottery and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you from New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1 800 If you're for a good Irish bar, go to nj1015.com. Check out Steve Trevely's page. Shoot him a We got that for you. Uh, next week, we'll tell you where to get the good corned beef and cabbage. By the way, given the choice, Rob, get in here. Get in here. You know, uh, this is like, uh, I, I know, like, I, I rail about the Thanksgiving dinner and the idea that who the hell leads to Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I'm not, uh, if it were me, there'd be macaroni on a Thanksgiving table. We've had that discussion, you know, and I just want to throw this out there, the idea. If you had the choice between, I'm going to talk about this maybe next week, but if you had the choice between, uh, corn, what's corned beef, cabbage, boiled potato, right? That's the, uh, that's the dinner, right? Mm-hmm. If I gave you the choice between the corned beef cabbage boiled potato or a Reuben sandwich which is corned beef, coleslaw, uh Russian dressing, french fries. What would you go for?
6: I'm going corned beef all the way.
3: What, corned beef and cabbage?
6: Yeah. Over the over the Reuben? I'm telling you, dude. Like my family. Are we oh, going back I'm, to I'm, Uncle Donald now? Uncle so, Donald, no. Donald makes corned beef as well. No. no. And he's not doing turkeys. <laughs> when my my mom specifically makes corned beef throughout the year because I love corned beef that much.
3: Right. Yeah. She do, oh really? Yeah. But the but corned beef is different. I'm talking about like, like how often you how many times a year do you have corned beef cabbage boiled potato? Is this like, like a normal scene like, like, in, like in the, in in the, the brown household? household?
6: In a crock pot? Like, because that's where my mom puts it. My mom puts it in a crock pot, I'd Mm -hmm. say uh, a couple of times a year. So I'd probably say like four or five times a year.
3: Four or five times a year. Yeah. So it's not in the regular rotation.
6: Oh, no, no. It hasn't hit that yet.
3: Should it be in the regular rotation?
6: I am campaigning for it.
3: You want corned beef and cabbage in the regular rotation? Yeah. See, I,
6: you know what? I, I don't, I like corned
3: beef and cabbage. I don't have a problem with it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you had the choice, if you said to me, I'm going to give you the, the corned beef and cabbage, you know, the boiled corned beef with the boiled potato and the cabbage, mm-hmm. or I'm going to give you a Reuben sandwich on rye. You know, we got a nice Reuben piled high with the coleslaw. You know, Reuben sandwich. You got a choice, sauerkraut or coleslaw. Mm-hmm. So you have the Reuben with the coleslaw and the, uh, you know, the, um, french fries. And the French fries would cover the potato, the corned beef and cabbage would be all in the Reuben. I do like French fries. Have well, you ever had I'm a Reuben? Sandwich. And you melt some Swiss cheese over the top?
6: Oh not, not Swiss
3: cheese melted on top of the corned beef. With and you could put you could put spicy brown mustard, which you, I put on corned beef and cabbage. You could do either one. Right? One eight hundred, two eighty three, one oh one point five. You know what? Who made where do you get the best corned beef and cabbage in New Jersey? Like, is there any place, is there, are there special, are there people that make restaurants that have, like, a corned beef and cabbage specialty? Or is there something they just slap together for a week in March?
6: Well, <laughs> you know, I, my mom usually, when we do it, it's, you know, we usually get, like, a good deal at, the, like, the supermarket. Maybe it's Acme, maybe it's ShopRite, maybe it's, you know. Well, you get beef. the corned beef. Yeah,
3: but they don't do the deal like Thanksgiving where you spend $300 or give you the turkey for nothing.
6: Yeah, exactly. Nobody's
3: out at the corned beef farm trying to find <laughs> chasing Waldo around, right?
6: Uh, but seriously,
3: is anybody, where do you get a good, where do you get, like, do you eat corned beef and cabbage out? Or is that something that's more made in the house?
6: Uh, you know, I don't know if I would order it out. You know? Uh you know, Well, I mean, if it Is was there around... a special
3: way that you, I mean, is, my, is there a special way you can make it? Or is it just? It's all the same. It's corned beef cabbage. How do you screw yeah. it up?
6: Uh, you know, uh, I'd probably say I, I would order it around this time, like March. But right. like, if it was like a well, July, imagine. like like if it was a July, and I'm like, it's court, not exactly a
3: boiled dinner. Yeah. Well,
6: no, but if it was July,
3: and I said Reuben sandwich,
6: all right, yeah. You go. Uh, you'd I go I'd, out go, to... I'd go for a sandwich. You and, know.
3: Well, you go out. You know. What? Have you ever had a Reuben sandwich? No, I, I will be you honest. Have not no. had a Reuben sandwich. No. Oh my god. It's to die for. Uh, Reuben sandwich—you get them at delis. Cats uh, is a great Reuben sandwich. Most diners have a great Reuben sandwich. It's uh, basically usually rye bread and rye bread with corn, sliced corned beef, uh, and then they put you know a layer of coleslaw or sauerkraut, depending on your taste, mm-hmm. and uh, they melt Swiss cheese over it, and they put in Russian dressing, and then if you want, you add spicy brown mustard, and you get that. With a side of fries. Yeah,
6: now now mm-hmm. you're you're changing my opinion because you could even go
3: disco fries,
6: extra oh. credit. I because now now you're thinking, man, like a good Irish pub, you know. Well, I'm saying, but I'm right, Let me like ask that, you that because because I would I would try it there as well.
3: Let me ask you this one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Who makes a good corned beef and cabbage? If I okay. sent you out. With a restaurant certificate. If I sent you out with a with a check to go buy corned beef and cabbage and you had to get it from a restaurant, where would you get it from? See, nobody's even calling, right? Where would, right? Nobody's even calling. Corn beef and cabbage out? Who gets that? Where's the best place to get corned beef and cabbage? And if you had the choice, would you go corned beef and cabbage or the Reuben? Reuben sandwiches are incredible. I mean, and again, I don't mean to disparage the corned beef and cabbage. I don't want to like tick off the Irish community yeah, or anything. Yeah. I like the corned beef and cabbage. The Irish potatoes are really good. Mm-hmm. But where does one get corned beef and cabbage? Like is there are there places out that like do it as is there a special secret recipe or is it pretty much all the same? Like Italian food it's different because everybody every Italian grandmother has their own interpretation of what gravy should taste like. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun of it. We do pizza bowl. We don't do corned beef and cabbage bowl. I mean, is there like a corned beef and cabbage, you know, a, a specialty place?
6: I think you're hitting it, though, of saying like, you know, you just put in the, like, like how I say, you know, you just in put In the pot, it, you, you just put in that crock pot. What is it? The crock pot? The crock pot. Croc, you crock put pot? it in the crock pot you know, put the thing over the top you let that, it sit yeah, for 14 that, hours ex- and you take it out of eat. cuz that's what I'm also thinking you know if, if i'm ordering at a restaurant you know mm-hmm. how, how long am i waiting in between an No no they're else? not going to make it fresh for you imagine if you <laughs>
3: wait a minute uh right, corn beef and cabbage all right, we'll be right back get the crock pot we're putting it in there i don't think that's the way it works right, no. they probably have cooked it all day and then i know like as far as corned beef goes uh when you go into a jewish deli there's a place, uh Katz's in New York. You've been to Katz's. Right? Oh yeah, many times. Send a salami to your boy in the army. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they're posters, right? That's yeah, where yeah. Harry met Sally with the mm-hmm. famous orgasm yeah. scene was done. The um and you go into Katz's, they uh if you go and you ask the guy the butchers are all there at different counters. Mm-hmm. And when you ask the guy for a slice of corned beef, if you say I want a corned beef sandwich, he slices the corned beef and lets you taste it. Yes to see if you want that. Corned beef.
7: You get to sample it before they slice it and put it on your sandwich. Yeah. Now, are you a corned beef and cabbage guy? Yeah. Oh, yes. You are? Yeah.
3: All right. If I gave you the choice, corned beef and cabbage or Reuben sandwich with french fries, which way are you going? All same
7: right. thing, right? It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It's the same thing, but I'm going to have to go the Reuben sandwich with the French You're going fries. go the Reuben sandwich yeah. with the fries. You know
3: what I mean? I'm telling you. Yeah. Reuben
7: sandwich with the French fries. Yeah. You can't beat that. Where do you get the best corned beef and cabbage? The best corned beef. You know, it does a really, there's an Italian spot that does it great. For, really? Uh, yeah. That does it great on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, at Congiano's in Jersey City. Yeah. Great place. Put
3: macaroni uh, on a table, too? No.
7: <laughs>
3: One can only ask. All
7: right. 1-80-283-101.5. John, hang out. It's 8:30. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ1015.com. Authorities in Atlanta. Weather brought to you by
3: At Home Recreation, New Jersey's largest swimming pool, spa, and patio stores right now. And swimming pools get 36 months, 0% finance with payments as low as $67 a month, plus 33% off their regular pool prices and 20% off installation prices. Visit AtHomeRecreation.com. And uh, also brought to you by Reketena Auto Group. When it comes to luxury and performance, few SUVs can measure up to the new 2023 Jaguar F-Pace. Now with exceptional lease and finance offers experience, the driving pleasure of a Jaguar F-Pace all-wheel drive, a Jaguar Marlboro, a Reketena dealership. Dina Blizzard is here! What's hey up? Good I was just posting
14: that I was here with you. Tonight. Oh, I'm
3: sorry. I go go back. I didn't mean no, to. No, that's
14: up. okay. That's okay. It's good to see you. It's good to see you.
3: It's been so. Last time I saw you was two weeks ago in Doylestown. In Doylestown. Comedy Town, cabaret.
14: Doing the funnies. Yeah, right? Great room up there. So, yeah. No. Are we
3: going to be there again this weekend?
14: We are going to be there, there this get it weekend. Right? It's so funny. It's nice to be back doing stand up. You know, all last year I was kind of touring and in theaters, but there's just something about being in. In a comedy club. And it's so funny. Tonight I was out for happy hour because I'm a lady that happy hours Uh, now, Steve, because all my kids are gone. Um, But she lives in New York and she said that she lived on the Upper East Side. And I said, oh, um, did you ever go to the comic strip? You know, I used to play there years ago. And she's like, no, I've never been. I said, you live in New York, yeah. on the Upper East Side, on 1st Street, and you've never been to the... She goes, I've always wondered what it's <gasps> like. And I'm like, I am amazed when people live in the city or close to a club and will say they've never seen live comedy. Because to me, it's just the greatest... Like, it's never... That show is never going to happen that way again. No. Anywhere. And to me, it's just the greatest thing ever. So it's nice to be back in the clubs, and I'm writing all new material about where I am now, which is a horrible place. You- yeah, so it should be It should be a <laughs>
1: horrible good show.
14: Place. Uh, no, just in my life, I'm in a horrible place. She gets so. up
3: on stage and she laments. I and everybody lament. just cries.
14: Yeah, they just <laughs> cry. Sometimes they laugh.
3: Throw <laughs> money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish they threw they, money. They bring food. Dina, yes. Dina, I'll take food. <laughs> I'll take what, is,
14: what are my options? Corn beef, beef, ca- beef and or cabbage? Corn beef and cabbage. Or
3: Reuben sandwich. All right,
14: now listen. There's yeah. an obvious answer here. I don't even know how you're making an hour out of this but
3: oh you'd be surprised
14: (laughs) just to clarify because i don't eat either of these often you don't often um, but there's a clear winner here but i just want to clarify a reuben is corned beef right but it also has other crap in it that makes it super yummy it's
3: cabbage Cabbage. coleslaw
14: in the sandwich yeah okay
3: coleslaw reuben is corned beef corned beef swiss cheese melted over okay coleslaw Okay. Russian dressing. Okay. That's the Reuben.
14: Okay. And then that is the clear winner. And French
3: like, fries, right? On the side. Because okay. you have corn yeah. beef, corn I mean, beef, cabbage, is, boiled potato.
14: Yeah. I, I just don't understand that other option. Like, who's like boiled? Listen, <sighs> I love potatoes, but they'd have to be fried. Like, who's going, I love a potato that has zero taste whatsoever? did somebody say that to you that they're they would rather have (laughs) corned beef than a reuben because that's stupid my producer said that to me you add russian dressing to anything and that's your answer you're just like what does it have russian like a big mac isn't Uh, that like some kind of weird well the big mac is the two all
3: beef patty special sauce thank
14: you for laying it out special i'm just saying that once you add russian dressing to anything that's the winner
3: exactly now where do you get good where do you get good corned beef and cabbage
14: i don't know but let me ask you this, because I actually had a whole conversation about corned beef not long ago, and to me, the most disgusting thing you could get at a diner, okay, is, I think there's another name for it, but I'm not allowed to say it, um,
3: corned beef, but it's
14: over the bread, they call it crap on a shingle, oh,
3: oh, uh, chipped beef on toast,
14: cream-chipped beef,
3: cream-chipped beef,
14: because that's corned beef, right, but with the most disgusting cream thing But on the toast, it looks like somebody already ate it, and then they
3: brought it to you. It it looks like, you know, somebody had a bad night. Like, I'm
14: just, I don't know. I've never been, like, a big corned beef person. But, you know, I, I imagine there's a weirdo somewhere that'll call and be like, Steve, you're way off. It's Reuben, corned beef, or... There's another one? Cream chip beef. Cream which is chip beef. Known as crap on a jiggle, uh, uh, yes. but they have a dirtier word for it.
3: Well, Mike is in Long Branch on New Jersey 101.5. Mike, your thoughts.
2: Hey, well, if you want the best Reuben right. or corned beef, you got to go to Kelly's in Neptune City. You won't,
3: if you get the regular Reuben, right. not the junior, you won't be able to finish it. And it's really, really good. That's the best part about the Reuben, not being able to finish it, because they just pile it That's so hard.
14: Right? And you're uh, going to have a heart attack. You have to leave time for really? the heart attack.
3: No, no, no. They give you
2: a bottle of aspirin with it, too. <laughs> a bottle of aspirin. I like that. Do they really? Aspirin's before.
3: It's better. Aspirin's before you're in the clear. Do they really do that? Yes, no, Steve. I no, love that. <laughs> they come with the clappers with the defibrillator, too? Yes, of That's course. It. They uh, got them right there hanging on the wall. There you go, Claire. Okay, yeah. finish your sandwich.
14: It's actually served by a new EMT with an ambulance. And like, here, eat this, and we'll take you right to the hospital.
3: See, like, the guy gets another sandwich if he finishes it. So if he passes out, they hit him with the clappers so, so he can get that second sandwich. All right, Kelly's in Neptune. Uh, are you cooking it, Mike? Hey. Uh, no, I used to cook there, but now I, uh, now I cook at another place. Where you cooking, Italian food now. What a nice guy. He always cook, plugs the other place, but cooks somewhere else. Uh, so wait a minute. How authentic are you? You go from cooking corned beef and cabbage to Italian. Well,
15: I'm really Italian, but you know, I had to, Yeah, you, know, you got to make a living whatever you do,
3: you know? Okay. All right. Well, you want to plug the other place? Where are you?
15: Chip Chip beef is not corned beef. No, no, what, it's it's not is not what is it? What is
2: it? No, it's, it's just a sliced steak. They spice the steak up, Let's... they chop it up, and they and they put and the they uh, put, put all the garbage on they it. They put that mm-hmm. disgusting cream
1: sauce yes, on it.
3: Yes, really, the stuff that they took yeah, from the that's corn. Not,
9: that's not corned be. Oh,
14: see that, I didn't uh, know. Right. I was like, but whatever it is, it right. looks gross. Yeah. Let's go to
3: Andy's in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Hey,
2: Andy. Hey, what's going on, Steve?
3: You are.
16: All right,
2: listen, I got a quick recipe. You take the corned beef, right. you uh, you throw it into uh, into the slow cooker, right. into the crock pot. Right. You have to get pickling spices.
3: Pickling spices.
2: Yes, happen. sir. You can find it in your baking aisle. Doesn't
3: that come with the corned beef, like in that little yeah, packet? Yeah, but
2: you know, the packet is so small, it doesn't do it justice. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you want
3: <More buy> <laughs> to wants
14: to increase your chances of a heart attack. He was like, <laughs> "Here you go. Yeah. some
2: stuff. So, <laughs> so you put it in. Into- he knows from pickled. <laughs> Absolutely. So what you do is you put it into, um, what do you call it? Um, it's like that Pot? cotton you can cook with. Crockpot? Right, but I'm saying, do you have you have to make like a tea bag, it's a like a like a strainer? Oh,
1: okay, okay.
2: I, I use cheesecloth. Right. And you tie it up like a tea bag. You throw that in. You use 24 ounces of Popsicle ribbon.
3: Write this down. Uh
1: huh.
2: What <laughs> the? Okay. Right, right into the water. Right. And you just you know you submerge it. Right. And then you put that in the slow cooker for eight hours on low.
14: And then you and call the by the, the time hospital. you come home
2: from your St. Patrick's Day parade, right. your house will smell so Irish, the so neighbors will be jealous.
3: I love that. All right, let me just get corned beef in the thing, yeah. right? In the in the cheesecloth in the water with 24 no, no, ounces. No, no, no. The no, the
14: corned the beef just goes in. It's the, the it's the spices that
2: go in the. Cheesecloth. Yes, it's the pickling oh. spices you put in, in, in the cheesecloth. Oh, the already.
3: spices go in the cheesecloth. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah.
2: so it's like a tea bag.
3: Right. Oh, ice. Now I understand. Okay. I and then and you then put you that in.
2: And then uh, you cook it eight hours. Well, you got to remember Pabst Blue Ribbon beer.
3: Pabst Blue Ribbon, okay.
2: That's the best tasting one you can get. You
3: wouldn't do Sam Adams.
2: Um, I guess you could try. This. I wouldn't go with a stout. A lot of people like stout, but You'll it's a little literally... stout
3: after eating it. Hey. <laughs>
2: you say that? All right, so, and some nice Jewish rye and some mustard, you're good to go.
3: All right, Andy, good stuff. You it's got that, so
14: right? funny to listen to Andy say that recipe because I'm sure like every guy listening to it is like, this just sounds like heaven. <laughs> and as a girl, I'm just like, oh, this sounds totally disgusting. I don't know why. Maybe like once a year it's good. I don't know,
1: but
14: there's nothing about it. It's so funny, though, to listen because I was having the same conversation. My mom is going to have us over for our St. Patty's Day party. Well, wait,
0: hold on. I got to do a break. Then we'll oh, do, this, do a, a break. Tease. This is the tea. This is the tea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Three point
3: five. Steve Trevelisse. Dina Blizzard is here. What do you do for St. Patrick's Day? Do you do anything? Uh, is it a big deal? Feel.
14: Uh, well, it's so funny. So my mom always hosts us. She hosts us for Valentine's. She hosts us for St. Patty's. And so we were talking, and she said, you know, people brought up, like, the potatoes, the ham. And then she goes, I've decided to do an authentic Irish meal. I'm doing bangers and mash. And I was like, I think that's English. Really?
3: It's Wasn't English. that sausage it's, and peppers? <laughs> yeah. I was
14: like, that's, it. that's English. And then I said, well, if that's the case, why don't you just do fish and chips?' She's like, Dina, that's English. I go, everything you've mentioned so far is English. Um, so then we started talking about it, and I said, well, if can do bangers and mash then yeah just do an italian sausage and peppers the peppers are greens close enough right. so we we talked about it today she was literally at the store trying to figure out what to buy and i was like forget it we're italian just do an italian
3: sausage irish, and peppers sausage and pepper. well didn't say patrick was italian did you know that
14: no that he's Saint he's patrick. irish that's why no, no, no. steph do patrick. not blow my mind right now Good,
3: rob Google St. Patrick, please. I got to produce it. What are you Rob talking about? St. Patrick then was why, Italian.
14: Then why aren't we celebrating he in Ireland? He drove the
3: snakes out of Ireland.
14: The, the uh, Italian the, guy, yes. went to Ireland. Yes. drove in the snakes out. Yes, drove in. Is that a word? Drove in the snakes. Drove in the snakes out with his cloven hooves. He drove in the snakes. <laughs> <with his> clo- <laughs> he, he, he had some, wine. He had uh, some yes. wine and he was <laughs> driving them out. Uh-huh. And then. And then we celebrate him for that. So yes. there was no Irish saints that could have done the same I, thing. I, I
3: don't know. Why, what do I know I about see. the Irish? It's a, Saint Patrick know. was I don't an know if Italian. I believe you. He drove him out of Ireland. and You're going to make all the Irish offices.
14: people real mad.
3: I'm no seriously. Yeah, I got a bunch of Italian, Irish places here. Okay, where do you get the best corned beef and cabbage? Haley's Harp and Pub in Metuchen, and great Irish soda bread too. You ever have soda bread?
14: Yeah, it's not good.
3: No. I've
1: never had it. You've
14: never had it? I don't think so. Well, let me put it this way. Tell me. There are two no better things in the world than soda And, and bread. Right. Okay? So one would think, if you put these two together, this should be magic. Right! Okay?
3: Like dunking the bread in the Coke. But
14: listen, I'm Italian. We grew up with Italian food that had taste and was yummy, but... Irish people will tell you that's not what they're known for. No. But they somehow that's took they beer. two amazing things, put it together, and just made it bland bread. <laughs> <it. laughs> You're like, how would you ruin two great things by putting this, like, I have peanut butter and I have chocolate. Let me put them together. Disgusting. To
3: make cardboard. Yeah.
14: It's, I don't
1: understand
14: the algorithm that the Irish have come up with. But, uh, Ron, yeah, it's what not do we know? sweet or
6: anything. What do we true. know about St. Patrick's? Tell him. Tell him. So, St. Patrick is from Roman Britain, and how he made it to Ireland, he was stolen by a pirate raiding party and okay. sold into slavery okay. in Ireland. This, ah. is a, this is a movie,
14: okay? See? This is Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know what I was
17: thinking. <laughs> there we go.
14: You guys are on some weird Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Vince Valentine just texted it saying St. Patrick was Italian. Now, you know. There you he see, Vince would know. Vince night. would I know. know. I know. He's so funny.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Jersey Radio. I love what you do for the state of New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXW HD. It's all right. It's
3: all right. A blizzard getting you through tonight. A you know, blizzard trying to stay awake. <laughs>
16: <laughs> That's very
3: accurate. It
14: is so cool having you in here. I know it's nice. I, I have all my flashbacks from working here, doing the night shift yeah. years and years ago, and then having being to talk on sex all night. Right? I was. Right? I had the under the boardwalk show, um, and so everything had to be relationships. And uh, I just remember eventually, like, how much could you, much more could you possibly say? So I remember one night. Yeah doing like relationships with your pets and they were like no that is not what the show i was like i don't know i really like my dog and they were like no um so yeah it was good times
3: there's only so many topics you can talk about and now right, so you got two successful shows on the road
14: Yep. Yep. We had one funny mother, uh, which uh, was probably about 10 years old, um, which was all about motherhood and marriage. And then during the pandemic, uh, hooked up with two other girls who were from Facebook and uh, did about 75 cities in North America, um, starting probably 21. And it was about a year and a half, and we right. about 75 cities. And so that finished in November. And uh, so now I'm writing the next hour, uh, launching it in May in Massachusetts and it's just a very weird time. I mean, you know, I mean, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Too long. <laughs> Too long. I'm at 20 years this year. Uh, actually,
3: 23. I started in 2000.
14: Wow. Yeah. You know,
3: and I can't even believe, because no. I, I hosted shows in the 80s. I used to bring comics on stage. Yeah? Like in 86. Yeah. At a place called the Comedy Works. And then I started doing the Comedy Cabaret. And you That's and I are so going to be at the Comedy Cabaret Saturday we in are, We are. But the, um, but it was back then, you know, it was cool because you got $100. Yeah. They put a sign up sheet. Back then, they wanted, YSP had brought Howard Stern in. Okay. So it's like, all right, we want to have a presence in a comedy community. And as you know, the 80s comedy was booming.
1: Huge. Right? Yeah.
3: So uh, Comedy Factory Out, it was on one side of the street. Comedy Works was in on the Philly. other side of the street. In Philly. Second in market. Wow. Uh, going, going all the way up by the Middle East restaurant.
14: So it's not, was it wasn't, because my recollection, was there was a club on South Street.
3: That was the Funny Bone.
14: That was the Funny
3: Bone. Which became David Brenner's Comedy Club. Okay. And I had David Brenner on. And the way that became David Brenner's Comedy Club was the guy called David Brenner and says, what should I name the club? And he's messing with the guy, well, call David Brenner's Comedy Club. (laughs) So they did.
14: But did he own it?
3: No. Yeah, like they just uh, called it that. Yeah, he, uh, he, and I think he had a piece of it, or what I mean, it wasn't to. his. You'd
14: have to. Right? I
3: saw him there one night. Huh. Uh, I, I, one of my best interviews was David Brenner. Man, he was great.
14: There was a. There's a clip. Here's what's funny. So I, I have a vague recollection of David Brenner. He's a little bit older than me, um, so I, I don't really remember him. But I remember learning that he was a Philly guy, mm-hmm. and there is an interview. I think on johnny was it johnny carson and he kills he kills and i i actually you know went back and watched it on youtube because it just wasn't my time period but i went back i I had no idea and he it was pretty early from what i recollect in his career he just was kind of a natural and started doing it and somehow ended up on the tonight show and then boom just kind of took off from there
3: he worked in philadelphia in television and he says, I'm going to give myself, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I'm going to give myself a limit to do it. Okay. So he gives himself this time limit. And the last thing he does, he books the Ed Sullivan show. Crazy. And then he says, all right, this is great. I'm going to end my career on the Ed Sullivan show. You know, game, set, match, whatever.
1: Hmm.
3: He goes, then I wake up the next day. My agent calls me. I got $15,000 worth of jobs in 1964, which is wow. a lot of money. Wow. So he goes on Carson. and. He started filling in. He was guest hosting for Carson. Yeah, yeah. And every time he went on Carson, he had to do stand-up. And he said to Johnny, he goes, why is it the other comics don't have to do stand-up anymore? They just come and sit on the couch. I have to do stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And Carson says, because I know you're good, and when you come on, I get to go have a cigarette.
14: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's why I let him that's do it. That's awesome.
3: And his best friend was Freddie Prinze. Hmm. And that was a huge Freddie Prince fan. Wow. And, you know, Freddie killed himself. Yeah. And David testified that he had no idea. He swears he had no idea the gun was loaded. And he actually testified in court that if, uh, if Freddie had 30 seconds after he pulled the trigger, if he could say one thing, he would have said the S word. That he just did not, because Freddie used to mess with people. Freddie would, like, mm. call people up in the middle of the night. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. People come what? running over to his house and be like, nah, I just want to see if you'd come.
14: Oh, that's crazy.
3: And then one time uh, he threatened to do it. And uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I forget the story now. Well, he, he threatened, he, you know, he said he was going to do it. And, um, you know, people would just f- finally gave up. Ugh. and uh he actually yeah did oh, it that's awesome. but that's a whole other thing yeah but david well, brenner getting back to david great brenner. show great yes. show
14: well it's so funny i list i love listening to you talk about comedy works i feel like that was also a pre- precursor to me i don't remember the comedy works in philly but you're probably going to be jealous i do remember playing the spaghetti warehouse oh, you did so, that on, on roosevelt boulevard i don't want to brag steve but I will. Do you and remember I'm sports? I'm pretty sure that they paid me in spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's how big I was. Not a lot of gravy in that. Not box. a lot of gravy.
3: The comedy works was on Second and Chestnut. And it was above the Middle East restaurant. And in those days, I used to have to go up the side, like the service entrance, okay. because the line to get in Around and walk corner. up those stairs wow. were all the way up the block. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you got there, you got a hundred bucks, hmm. and your jock signed up. And I was just the radio guy then.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
3: got a hundred bucks if you got there at nine. You brought on the MC. Okay. If you got there at nine fifteen, you brought on the feature. If you got there at nine forty-five, you brought on the headliner. I was like, "You are the headliner. You what? could be. You could be wait." So I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll do it. Get there whenever you want." And that's the way it worked out.
14: That's so crazy. Yeah. And
3: it was cool because, like back then, you know, the well, a lot of those guys, Carol Lee, used to do it a lot.
14: Yeah,
3: uh, the original Elaine.
14: So, uh, you know, when I started doing stand-up, uh, there was a great female... So, you know, females in comedy have not been a huge amount, right? So even when I started 20 years ago, you know Mary Frances Con- yeah, Con- Connolly, right? Mary Frances Connolly. Uh, was like the premier of Philadelphia. And I just looked up to her so much because there were so few women coming through Philadelphia at the time. And... Um, what did you oh so anyway so at the same time I was also reading any book that I could get my hands on about women in comedy so Phyllis Diller had a book which ugh is just so awesome to read and then obviously I read Joan Rivers but in Joan Rivers' book she talks about right so when she started doing stand-up they wouldn't even let women in comedy clubs there was nowhere for her to play so the only place she could play was at strip clubs and she's like I don't know if you know it or not but at a strip club uh, nobody wants to hear jokes so weird um,
1: <laughs> (laughs) So she said,
14: you know, I'd come out and they're like, boo, get off or take your top off, whatever. And so it was this whole crazy thing. But she talked about how a lot of them, if if they wanted to fire you, if you weren't funny, they would fire you before the show so they didn't have to pay you. So what her manager would say, he was like, listen, I think they're going to try to fire you tonight, okay? Your set's at 7 o'clock. Show show up right at 7, just go on. Because if you perform, they have to pay you. So she would wait outside (laughs) until 7 (laughs) o'clock. And then she'd just run up and perform and then run away. And then wait till the next night and try to do it again so they wouldn't be able to fire her. But her... um, her stage name because her name her real name is like Joan Malinsky or something it's not Joan Rivers it's a a stage name but I remember in the book it said you know my manager was like listen you're a Jewish girl at a strip club nobody wants to listen to you so we need a stage name so you'd think okay this is how they came up with Joan Rivers and she was like so my first stage name was Pepper January (laughs) I was like what I still remember it because it was just so funny and so ridiculous but you just think about. I mean, I've been doing it for 20 years and now my, my son and my daughter are doing stand-up. And, I can't believe that. And I do, talk. so my daughter's 20 and she's just starting. And, you know, sadly a lot of the things that I went through and Pepper January went through still exist, especially really? when you're a new comic and trying to get spots. Um, you know, it's still predominantly men, so you are trying to find your spot, you're trying to and you know, when, when there aren't other women who are headlining and are established and you don't hear those stories and all you hear a story are men's stories and men perspective it is difficult it is difficult to kind of find your footing and where do I belong and how dirty do I want to be and do I want to just be dirty and so it is it's really important to have kind of these other women voices and so um so I in a lot of ways a lot of stuff has changed in 20 years in other ways I listened to her story she said she was in the green room the other day and it was part of a showcase and there's a whole bunch of guys on the show and just her and another girl this out, your daughter. Of, out of 12 people on the show only two women and she said one of the guys came in and all the comics were back there and he's 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 high-fiving just fist pumping he going from guy to guy dude dude how you doing gets to Jacqueline skips over her goes to the next guy how you doing how you doing yeah that's what you do. And she just, she was like, Kick Mom, she's shins. like, I <laughs> just thought it was so rude. I was like, it is so rude. I said, but in a couple of years, he's going to be begging you to open for him. You, so, you won't know. be fist so bumping. Can, yeah, Man. it was funny.
3: So. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Tina Blizzard's here. Fast traffic. 0.5, weather brought to you by Ray Katina Auto Group. Get to know the all-new Lexus RX SUV redesigned for 2023. Schedule a test drive at Ray Katina Lexus and experience the uncompromising luxury of the RX all wheel I visit Racine, Alexis, in Mammoth, Freehold, Larchmont, or White Plains. The blizzard is in the house. I got to ask you, of anybody, okay. since you read Joe uh, Joan Rivers and Pepper January. Okay. How do you feel about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel?
14: All right, let's do this. Okay, listen. It came out. Years ago, right? Right. I think it's in the seventh season now.
3: It's ending. And uh, And it starts, I think, in April, and that's the
1: last season. And that's it. So
14: when it first came out, I'm intrigued. Female comic, I get it. I love Tony Shalhoub. I love the idea. I think... It's for for me, it just was too close, right? So, like, here's this woman who's trying to do stand-up, and she's got a bunch of kids, but you never see them. I was like, listen, I had a bunch of kids, and they were always seen. They were yeah. never. Like, I was just like, I don't understand the show. Where are
3: her kids? Yeah, but you didn't have grandma and grandpa living yeah, there to no, raise her. no,
14: no. It was just so crazy, and I was just like, this is not how this goes. By the fourth episode, she's killing on stage. Like, this is not no. how this
3: looks. And she gets the, uh, it happens during the day, gotcha. and she's got the perfectly written monologue yeah, that just, night
14: i i just listen it's a it's a great show a lot of people love it i for me i'm just like oh, it's okay you know i think it's got to be the same thing like when surgeons would watch like er or something they're like this is cops not yeah. watch cops. Yeah. No, this no. is not how this looks so um you know there were parts that i liked and but and, yeah you know, i don't i don't it wasn't for me how about you did you like it
3: I liked, it for, I liked it for the value of what it was. I saw it as a. I, yeah. I love period pieces. Yeah, yeah. I love early 60s, late 50s okay. period pieces. Right. So it's I love right the cars and, okay, yeah. and, the, and the scenery and the sets and yeah, everything yeah. and the yeah, clothes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love the, the jazz, the music, yeah. and Lenny Bruce has now yeah. worked. In, do you know Ronnie Marmo? No. Ronnie Marmo does a one man show called I'm Not a Comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce. And it is freaking oh. amazing. Julia had her on a pod. Julia Scotty had him on her podcast. Really? It's, a, it's an inc- He's an actor. It's an incredible show. I don't have to watch. And um, it's in a. It, it's he it tours it. It's a play, but. Uh, you know but watching you know their their Lenny Bruce mm. uh, you know just seeing the interaction now all of a sudden she's having an affair with Lenny Bruce like how did that happen wow. I mean come on now, but, I, but I love like the, that whole Hugh Hefner thing when they're in the Playboy Club yeah, and
14: all yeah, that stuff yeah, yeah.
3: just that whole period kind yeah. of intrigues well, me well
14: it's definitely I mean it's just so many things changed. like you talked about comedy in the 80s like I, I started in 2002 but even then I remember like people talking about comedy in the 80s like it was epic like it was, it was just amazing. a completely different animal that I, I just won't ever know. Uh, I was in high school at the time. so But it is. It's interesting. Now, did you watch Chris Rock's special?
3: No, I haven't seen okay. it yet. We'll did you to... like it? I
14: did. Uh, right. I did watch it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about
3: it. All right. Okay. But you see, but the, the thing about comedy in the 80s, as opposed to comedy now, comedy in the 80s truly was edgy. It was all about pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. It was all about, it it wasn't so much about shock value. It was about just getting the unabashed, naked truth Mm -hmm. out there Mm -hmm. and making fun of it and and not being afraid of being taped, not being afraid of having your career get canceled or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's where the edge came from. Uh, I remember when you were starting out. You know, I remember you taking the course in my
14: baby years. and your
3: baby, and, and it's weird because I'm talking to your son outside right. Catch a Rising Star, who's going to bring me on stage. Yeah. And, and he's, how do you think I did? And I'm looking at, and I see, and I was like, well, you, you know, your mom was the queen <laughs> of crowd work. And I'm thinking, I remember little Dina, little little, little Dina, you know, well, little so Dina, crazy. little like just new, you yeah, know, new comedian.
14: He, he would have been three when I started. I remember it,
3: and I remember. So cool. Like, you know, right. it was every Friday night you would down by, drive me in Sea Isle. Yeah, yeah. And just w- watching you work a crowd is like a, like an artist with a paintbrush. Oh, you just man. know how to do it. It's just so funny. And, and it's so, and, it, and, and I'm watching, it. I can't believe I'm talking to her son. It's so funny. <laughs> and he's doing comedy. And
14: you know what? I love it because, you know, at this point, I've been doing it for 20 years. I feel comfortable doing it. I feel comfortable talking about it. But they're my kids, right? So they'll come and they'll be like, hey, this happened. I'm like, well, you should try X, Y, and Z. And they're like, hmm. But then you'll, see, else you'll has see them the same night and say the same thing. And they'll be like, man, that Steve really uh, okay. gave me some good advice. I'm like, man, it's such a shame you don't know anybody in the business that <laughs> you could go to and ask them questions. But I guess you'll figure it out on your own. So, yeah. It, my it kids is. are the
3: same way. But you know what? I mean, like, that's like like this weekend. We're going to be with Andy Scott Patty And yeah. he gave us so much opportunity. And he yeah. gives so many. like He gives comics who start out yeah. the opportunity to grow. Yeah. The opportunity to to fail and the opportunity to get better
14: For sure. and, and I, it
3: takes a while and again but you get there
14: I feel like you know I can only speak to my experience but he's always been very good about you know really like pushing for spots for women you know like i I don't know that i was great uh i must have been good enough to get a spot and and he gave me the time and i would seat people in exchange for the five minutes that i could do um but everybody
3: does that not just women yeah (laughs) guys do that
14: and but he was oh i mean i i can think of so many women in philadelphia that he's helped to launch and give a platform to and 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 not just three minutes here or there like you know hey you know do get show me your guest set and then we can get you up there you can do 15 like that's that's amazing to be able to to do that so yeah i, I think he played a really important role uh specifically for women but you're like you're saying just comics in general you know you, you and do you the need
3: work that place. And, yeah you need yeah. that place where you can grow you yeah. need that place where you can fail yeah you know and now we're going to talk about coming up i want you to think about this mm-hmm. all right so your next play mm-hmm. your next show next show is going to be about transitions
14: it is yeah. um yeah it's kind of funny i mean i Andy's doing the same thing for me now I came to him and I said listen I need to write this new hour you know the first show that I wrote which was basically the first 10 years of my stand up was all about you know having babies being married and that transition from being single to married Um, since then it's been 20 years Uh, just recently I divorced and all of my kids have you know gone on to college whatever I lost my dad last year there's just been a tremendous amount of horrible things in a shorter period of time and uh, so now I'm starting to write a whole new hour and this Whole hour is, you know, what does this look like now? You know, like my whole life was just dedicated to being a wife being a mom, being a daughter and you take all of those things away and what could possibly be funny about that, I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's really what
1: a I'm trying for. to figure out.
14: Uh, but that is my job and my task uh, to try to figure out and um, and he's been great to be able to give me that time and 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 the ability, like you're saying, you know, it, 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 it's not going to be amazing when it starts, but to be able but to, it gets there. yeah, to be able to just kind of nurture that over time and hopefully get it ready in a couple weeks to, to launch in May so um, but it is and it's a it's a horrible a horrible time I mean so the show will feature my son as well as my mom mm-hmm. uh, so it's three different generations so my mom is dealing with now you know being single and a widow and moving forward and what does that transition look like for her and my son who just graduated temple and what does the transition look like for him and and you know I'm sure that all these generations just look at each other and maybe say well you don't have it as hard as that i Do right, you're nobody not, does. right, yeah, nobody but does. when you listen, everybody is dealing with something, everybody's dealing with the transition, especially coming out of the pan. You add a pandemic on top of all that. Um, and so I'm hoping that it all kind of comes together and you get to hear some great stories of transition and you know how these generations need to kind of work together to kind of give hope to each other and. So, right. you know, it was like, what is it that kind of keeps you going from three different generations?
3: Uh, we're going to do, uh, coming up uh, coming up after the break, I want you to tell me the toughest transition you ever had to make. 1-800-283-101.5. It's 930. Another latest New Jersey news from... i uh, Steve Trevelese. Dina Blizzard's here, writing a play on... So, you're going to write a show all about transitions.
14: Yeah. So, I mean... It's been really interesting, you know, to be writing a show about transition while it's happening. It's not like I have the benefit of, like, this happened two years ago. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's pretty awful. Um, but you realize, like... Sadly half the planet is divorcing and you know this idea of starting over is is a is an idea that a lot of people have to deal with and it can be painful um, and so if there is humor to be found you know I think it's a good practice and hopefully kind of helps people get through things um, and same thing you know with my mom and um, it's been interesting so my mom is 75 right She's never been to a gym in her entire life and now she goes to the gym twice a week with me and uh, and she's just so funny. What's that like? Well, it's hilarious because she's not really doing any actual gym movements. So like you'll look over and like the, well, neither are you. the trainer the trainer has her like kicking her feet up to touch her toes. She's like, "Dean, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing." And she's kind of like falling over while she's she's real proud. She's like, uh, "Look what I'm doing." I said, "I think that's just called walking." I don't I don't think <laughs> That's an exercise that you're doing. And so um, uh, but it's great. I, I hope that it's 75 that I'm going to the gym twice a week and she's got lunch bunch and she's better you know, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't know. Um but it's great. It's great. It's great to watch her kind of go through what she's going through. And then my son you, I mean, you remember being twenty-three and well, no, you we, know, got 23 year old, here, 23, we got twenty-three-year-old. Come here, we got twenty-three-year-old, and they day, don't know yeah. what you're doing. and You don't know how you're supposed to talk to we're people, up. and you don't know, you know, you want to be cool, but you're not yet. And so, it's just been really interesting to kind of watch him kind of
6: process things. You're we looking were talking at a about an example right? right here. We were right talking here. about this during the break. All right, mm-hmm. what was your biggest transition, Rob Uh My biggest transition would probably. If it's not right now, I'd probably say when I went to college. I went to college, I went to Ryder University, which is right near here, and the longest I've stayed away from my family was a weekend before that.
14: Yeah, it's a big deal. But by sophomore
6: year, you were fine. Oh, it was amazing. You were amazing. Yeah. And now you've graduated? Yep, just graduated this past May. All right. And no now, sure now, transitioning to this.
14: <laughs> do, you, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? right here right here yeah. the radius all right so you're in a good spot to make that happen but it's a horrible time i remember yeah. like the 20s were great and you had a lot of fun but you're all like how come i'm such a loser and it feels like everybody, exactly. else, oh. everybody exactly. else knows what
6: they want except for me believe me dude I, I i feel that where where you're like all of a sudden like i i'm not i'm not with as many People my age anymore. Yes, you're with and, all the old and, people. Thanks
1: oh, for saying man. that out loud. Oh, <laughs> a, 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 we can
6: hear you. That's a microphone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. It's about getting used to just being in, like, not always hanging out with people my age, you mean, like, like adult instance? world. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it blending stinks, in adult right? world. It, it's
1: a, it's a, it's a
14: little different. Some of us in adult world are more cool to hang out
6: with. Yeah. Some well, like people. us, like nation. obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. obviously. Yeah. No, that's yeah. I, I've learned that there is a difference between like business, being serious as an adult and then being fun as an adult. Now let me ask you something. Yes. Are
14: you okay like being in a, because I remember being very intimidated if I was in a room full of adults when I was your age and if I didn't know a reference or I didn't know a word that people were talking about, I would just get really quiet and I would just kind of listen and see if I can figure out by context or whatever. But then eventually you get to the point, if if I'm around anybody and they start talking about stuff I don't, even at 50, I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like I don't even know what the words are like do you feel comfortable like being in a room and just be like i have no idea or do you just kind of get quiet
6: so okay uh my family kind of like taught me how to be ready for opportunities like okay that, just Tell in case me. because like my mom like if, if it was a movie you gotta see it you gotta see this movie because then you know then i could be the person you can talk about i it. can t- exactly do but you then- read
14: the news
3: they
13: have Google.
6: Well,
3: for he could just for, excuse
6: himself, go to the restroom,
3: <laughs> read Google, no, no. come back, and, and be, he could get a chat GPT, and he could just start talking about wrong. it. So you're not wrong. When
6: I, got, when, I, when I came here for, you and know, I started working here, that was when I really started getting into the news. You have because, to. Because... Like first couple of weeks, everybody's talking about the news, all this, and, and I'm just sitting there with my hands in my pockets, yeah, like there's this
14: whole world what's going on in the, the world, the, the man? world around you. So I, I went through a phase where I made my kids when they came to dinner, I was like, you better come to dinner and you better have read something, and you better really? come, and you better be able to tell me one story that you read today, international or whatever, right? So even now, now they're all in college, and every once while we'll get. How together. old were they when you were doing this? They were in high school because okay. by high school, I'm like, you better know what's going on outside of the walls of your high school. There's a whole world. Like this is not the end all be all. This will be over soon. Whatever, right? So now they're in college and every once in a while like they'll come home and they'll be like, hey, did you hear this article? I'm like, of course I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course I did. I'm
14: like, there is no article that you will read that I have not already read. I will read at 5.30 in the morning just so I know what's happening. But they are so funny now because they will try to be, hey, did you hear about this? I'm like, of course I did. And Mm. every once in a while they might catch me. But that's where you have to be i feel like you've got especially at your age if you want to hang with the big kids you better have some idea of what's happening in the universe
1: Mm -hmm. and And there's so
3: many ways to find out you know, there's so many you know TV shows and articles and blogs and places yeah. you can read. It's never been easier. Yeah, we didn't have like when you were 23, you didn't have the information of well, you had to read a newspaper. Right, yeah, right. Like there. a weirdo, go find it and open it up.
14: And you had to read it after you already read the cartoons.
3: Exactly. Here we don't even have that. We don't have cartoons anymore.
14: No. Yeah. No. You see,
3: you have a tremendous advantage. Like no. I said, you got the Google. You could go find out anything. Mm-hmm. But I
14: yeah. love it when you know you are having a conversation. I. I love, like, interns or kids right out of college. Like, if you can find a kid that's, like, super, like, I want to learn. I'm like, go. Let's do it. Let's talk. But every once in a while you meet a kid, you're like, G- do you have – real pants on? Are you wearing pants work? Do you have pants on? Like, it's just, I'm like, get it together. So I'm probably a mean mom, but, but nah. it sounds like, it sounds like you're getting perfectly
6: prepared for this job. Oh no, that there was, uh, well, I mean, I've, I've listened to 101.5 since I was like 10, 11 years old. Oh. So there was many times where I'd be like, yeah, mom, I'm going to be producing for. That was it. Days. Every day. It was oh, good, little so baby. Nice. Round, round. Oh my God. Hold on. Now it it was like, come true. How are they? And it's like, oh, you know, like, because like it, then it's weird because for me, you know, now now everyone here has become like my friend. That's awesome. And my mom still thinks of them as like, you know, like like as a fan, so then she's like, "My son's working with Dennis and Judy." <laughs> <She's so laughs> proud. My mom
3: says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. New Jersey one 800 283 101.5 Steve Travellies, Dina Blizzard Writing ai am going to write a show about transitions. What is the toughest transition you ever had to make? Was it coming out of a marriage? Was it coming out of your house?
14: Changing jobs. Changing
3: jobs. Was it uh, starting life? So,
14: there was just an article about how there are more women filing for divorce than ever in the history of humanity. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, it was basically saying, I mean, you know, for a long time, right, if you were in my mom's generation, you probably didn't have higher education as an option, uh, at least not for the majority of women. And so, um, at this point now, you're getting more and more educated women who can fend for themselves and so are more... Maybe getting to the point, where I'm like you know what? I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around, and uh, so it, and it just it would, it actually you know not only talked about you know what does that look for society in general, but it was also talking about um, how the availability of housing for single people that are aging, uh, the inventory is low. That a lot of people are ending up staying in these big houses and four bedroom houses as a single person because that's what they can afford, especially with housing market at the way that it is. Right. And so it's just been interesting to just, um, you know, again, I feel like I'm always kind of talking from the female perspective, which is what I know. But there are you're lots, a lot of. I got a thing. I got a thing. And uh, and so it's just been interesting to kind of delve into this and, you know, what does all this look like and how horrible is it or not as horrible as it could be if you had but you know and what? all of those things.
3: When you look, I've gone through transitions in my life. I've gone through the transition of being 15 years old yanked out of a place that I loved in Union City with 50 guys all within five years of each other Mm -hmm. like one big dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. Italian, Puerto Rican, Mm -hmm. Cuban moving to Marlboro where there's like five kids Mm -hmm. and you're cut off from the world Uh you know, and that was hard. That was hard to be 15. I, I swear to my kids, I would never move them. Yeah. Because I didn't want them, you know, to have to go through that's
10: that. That's a lot, yeah. And
3: that's a transition. Yeah. You know, I went through marriage. That's a transition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I lost uh, so many relatives. Also, you know, transitions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you learn, you know, when, you, when you're doing a play like this, when you can make that transition and when you can make life funny, Yeah. And, you know, people can come and see the show and they can get a laugh out of it and they can realize that it's not all doom and gloom, that there is a, there absolutely positively is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is,
1: yeah.
14: And that's what you get. Yeah.
3: But what happens is, you've seen this happen to you, that you, you have, as one thing ends, as the marriage ends, you find out that, You've got this this other life that just kind of starts to grow underneath, yeah. And you know what I mean, like this this tree that grows and pushes the other tree out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like there were friends that I made that I did, we didn't have. Yeah. There's a job that I had that we didn't have. There's yeah. a life that, and now I'm doing. And at the time, I had tra- I had started the Howard Stern show. Like the night before the Howard Stern show. Wow. So now suddenly it's like, I got this whole other life that we didn't have. And you start to see... That you know what I mean? That, that that's suddenly you just get more and more comfortable in that
1: life. Yeah,
14: yeah. And I, I think think one thing uh, you know for where I am, and I'm sure Dean is the same, and my mom is the same, is that I think it's it's always really nice to meet people who have gone through those transitions, and like you're saying, have a great story on the other side. You know, like when when the transition are happening, they're awful, and you feel alone, and you feel like you're dealing with all of it, and it's it's never going to get better. And so I do find myself when I meet people who are divorced or have remarried, or you know, it, maybe it's a widow, and they found so you know. There's just something really important for people to hear those stories as well. And so, um so we'll see. It's like I said, I the one thing I I maybe wish is that I did have the benefit of time. You know that I there was um, lots of time. What is uh? Who was the comedian? Oh, he was so funny. He was from Philly, and he had props, but he had a show in New York, and he said comedy is
3: legendary. Uh, Wit.
14: No, no, no. But around that time, maybe you'll know by how I explain it, but he said comedy, if there was an algorithm, is tragedy plus time. That is comedy. Because if you have tragedy... And there's not enough time. People are like too soon, too soon, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And if you have no tragedy but a tremendous well, yeah, amount I of time, that, which is the kids, the twenty three year olds, you're like, You have no mm. pain. You're twenty three. What could you possibly have <laughs> experienced? Right? Oh. But it was just kind of interesting. And so to be able to be writing this show, um, you know, while it's all happening is is
3: something. Can but you hang out a few more minutes? Sure. I'll be right back.
0: New Jersey 101.5 is your news, traffic, and weather first responders. Count on us for up-to-the-minute information from our award-winning news team. I'm Eric Scott, topping our report this hour. Count on us to get you around with fast traffic. Bob Williams, New Jersey traffic north.
16: Jill Byron, New Jersey traffic south.
0: Count on us to keep you and your family safe with instant weather. I'm meteorologist Dan Zero. New Jersey 101.5, your first responders for news, traffic, and weather. WKXW Trenton. That.
3: All right, one 283 1015 Steve Trevelisse. Ah, Dina boys, Always great to have Dina in the studio. You know, Dina's going to be with me this uh, Saturday night in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, at the Comedy Cabaret, working on a new act all about transitions. What's the toughest transition you ever had to make? You think about transitions, right? We have NeNe Grace in here once a month talking about transitions. We have Julia Scotti in here uh, who transitioned uh, to transgender. Uh, What's the biggest transition you had? to make. 1-800-283-101.5. Peter is in Lawrence, New Jersey, 101.5. Hey,
13: Peter. Hey, Steve. You know, this is a very good topic. I'm surprised no more people have caught about it.
3: They're too busy transitioning.
13: My biggest transition was going to college in my 30s, learning what a syllabus was.
3: You did that in your 30s? Yes.
13: I started when I was young, Uh worked for my father. Then when my father said, do you want to work for me for the rest of your life? You're going to have to learn how to do book work. So I took accounting. Right. I took uh, management. I took marketing. I took advertising. I took small business management. You learn how to do a syllabus. You learn how to do computer work. You learn how to do QuickBooks and uh, all that kind of stuff. So what was
3: it like being in the class with everybody so much younger than you?
13: True. And sometimes they don't really accept you. And you had to learn to gel in with everybody else.
3: Did you or did you You care?
13: care? They're all in their 18s, 19s, 20s. And they see you don't want to party with them. It's very difficult. Especially when you're going down during the day, so you could work at night.
8: Well, you know
3: what? It takes, you know, and how did you? How are you able to adjust to that?
13: True. And then from going from worker, from empl- employer to employee. I've worked at a hotel and a country club. And I can tell you this, I could do a better job at running the place than they could. Because they're in the red mm-hmm. and I was in the black.
3: And there you go. And uh, Now you transition to a, now you got to transition to life without your parents.
13: Well, I'm transitioning to life without my parents. I'm also transitioning to be almost like a grandfather from an uncle. How about so that? It's A little bit different now.
1: Yeah. How
3: about have that? A good weekend. Right, you too, my friend. One 1015 Life is all about transitions. You know, there's never a point where you just sit back and say, "All right." i got it this is good i can stop now uh that's when you die but if you're gonna be alive you can't stop there's always something happening there's always something life changing so what's the biggest transition that you had to go through you know 1-800-283-101.5 was it uh getting over a marriage was it getting into a marriage was it getting out of college uh was it getting out of your parents' house and getting into an apartment? one 800 1015 And how do you overcome the transition? You know, how do you deal with it? A lot of times trans- transitions are born out of tragedy or there's a lot of sorrow involved. There's a lot of fear involved. You don't know what's going to happen. So then you got to start dealing with, you know, uh, being off the cliff so to speak you know you don't have that solid ground of what you had now you got the solid ground under you you know you have different ground that you got to get comfortable on mike is in oxford on new jersey 101.5 hey mike
17: hey how are you stevie good buddy how are you can't complain can't complain just moved down to the shore driving home to philly
3: oh yeah what's
1: going on
17: all right all right here's my transition I was an MP in the Marine Corps. Right. Then I was a roofer. Right. Then I became a nurse.
3: Uh, you got a lot of explaining to do, Mike. Tell me how that all happened.
17: I was going to go to college, and I was going to go into finance, and my sister was going for nursing. Right. She said, why don't you just go to nursing school with me? I said, sure, why not? And I've been a nurse for 30 years now. But i tell you right now, some of these women... They're tougher than some of them
3: Marines. <laughs> I can imagine. I can now. But now, what was it like when you get out of the Marine Corps? Right, you're you're the MP. You're used to people just listening to you, doing whatever you tell them. And now no, you no longer that. You no longer have that power. Now you're a roofer.
17: <laughs> it was a good group. It was a Philadelphia group, the local 3030B. Oh,
1: there you go. And
17: uh, it was Portland. It was more like a family, but they were rough guys. And there were a lot of guys from uh, Ireland.
3: All right.
17: And, yeah, a lot of rough guys. And then all of a sudden I'm working with all women.
3: <laughs> That's a transition.
17: <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Now, how do you like being a nurse? I've been doing it 30 years. I love it.
3: You do? That's the best. All right, what's the, what's the best thing? The best thing that happened to you was a nurse? Whose life did you save? Tell me the story.
17: Oh, my gosh. Well, I've got to tell you, I I made friends with a man the first year I became a nurse, and he had just recently passed away. Right. He still talked about me, and that guy still sent me Christmas cards, and he was quite a man.
3: How about that? You know, it's all about the relationships you make, you know, and and you're always helping him. Absolutely. Do my best. All uh, right. Good stuff, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Dina Blizzard, uh, our own Dina Blizzard, one funny mother, is uh, writing a new show all about transitions. So what is the toughest transition you ever had to do? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, was it a job transition? Was it a, you know, a life-changing transition? Like I said, man, it never stops. You're always going to be transitioning. You know, did you lose someone that you loved? Loss of a relative? Loss of a marriage? Loss of... I don't know. Loss of your wallet, 1-800, that's a transition, one 800 1015 See, that's the, uh, for, I guess that for me, for me it was like, uh, you know, a loss of everything when I was uh, 15 and we got yanked out of Union City. Uh, you know, and then after that, you just got to keep rebuilding. You know, and every time something happens, every time it's a loss, you got to get over the loss. And uh, the thing about Dina is that she could take that loss and make it funny. And the thing that you need to see with such a show like that as you experience the transition, as you go through the deep depressions, you know, uh, is the funny. Norman Cousins, you know, cured his own cancer just by uh, watching comedy. Ed Asner played him in the movie. Check it out. one 800 1015 So of all the transitions you've had to go through in life, which were the toughest? And what were some of the funny things that you found out about yourself? In going through the transition, not even funny things, just what are some of the things you found out about yourself going through the transitions? Knowing, like, the fact that, hey, I can actually go through the transition and come out the other end, Then you will come out the other end. Here's fast traffic.
18: They did clear the wreck on Rue 1 southbound in toward Finnegan's Lane in North Brunswick, so that is out of there now. But on the turnpike, the car lanes are closed in both directions the entire way, and there's plenty of work on the parkway. uh, Southbound in the locals, Raritan tolls to 123, and both ways in the express lanes by 105. We've also got that issue in Camden County on Whitehorse Pike, and it's a full closure both directions in Magnolia, with a down pole between North Warwick Road and Gloucester Pike. Everything is still on a detour there. Accident on the AC Expressway westbound between exit 38 and 41 in Winslow. That still has the left lane blocked both ways at exit nine in egg harbor the left lane's closed with construction and on 80 eastbound watch out for repairs over by exit 34 two lanes are knocked out there the burlington bristol bridge is up for a bridge lift and across the hudson the lower deck is closed at the gw bridge traffic every 15 minutes next report at 10:33 on new jersey 101.5
0: jersey radio great to call in thank you guys new jersey 101.5
8: New Jersey, 101.5 instant weather, clear to partly cloudy tonight, a low close to 30. Increasing cloudiness tomorrow, we'll have some rain arriving later in the day, mixing with wet snow across the Northwest Hills, highs between 40 and 45. Periods of snow and rain tomorrow night, changing to all snow across much of North Jersey through the night before tapering off Saturday morning. One to three inches of snow across North Jersey, uh, and uh, three to six inches possible north of Interstate 80. Lows will be in the low to mid-30s, and then blustery and chilly Saturday afternoon, highs in the 40s. I'm Brian. Thompson, and uh, we are looking right now at
3: 40 degrees in Williamstown, 40 degrees in Irvington, 39 degrees in Trenton. Fast traffic, instant weather every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, in just another 90 minutes, it'll be Friday. This is the cure Friday. I'm in love. What a great guitar opening this has! All right i uh, talking about transitions and the toughest transition you have ever had to make. And uh, if there's one man who knows how to deal with transition,
13: What the hell are you doing here?
3: It's you from Ambler. What's up, you? Yo, Trev.
2: First of all, man, great show as always. Thank I mean, you, pal. Good information, my friend. Thank you. But anyway, the transition I'm having an issue with right now... Right. It's going from working to retirement.
3: How do you do that? I can't even... I'm going to work till the day I die. I can't imagine that.
2: No, you're not.
3: You don't think so? But...
2: But no, no, you're going to retire. Does this but, seem like a tough job yeah, to you? To. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: have to stop. I, 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 What do I do? I sit on my fat ass and talk jersey. I don't know. This is much too strenuous. I got to stop. <laughs> I never got the guys with sports, you know, like sports radio. Oh, my God, this is what I want. What, what, what. You, you sit on your fat ass and talk sports. What are you complaining about? <laughs> yeah, but this is
2: the issue I'm having. What's that? Because it's about me, not you, brother.
3: I'm sorry. Okay, tell me about you. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so I love this man.
3: Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Anyway, it's like you know, like when I call Trev, right? When right. I call your show. I've been calling you for many years. Right. And you, and you say, like, where do you work? And I say, I don't work. I'm retired. Right. That's horrible, man.
3: Why? You earned it. Good. You worked your whole
2: life for this. You know, because I want to get the plug in. I love when you ask people where they work. All right. And then and then here's the other issue, man. What's that? I I used to get up at 5 a.m. Right. Now I get up at 9 a.m. That's brutal. Why? What? Not what, why? Oh, no, listen, that's horrible. And, and guess what else? This is another bad one. Go ahead. I don't I don't have to listen to bosses anymore. That sucks. Why? No. <laughs> because this is what we this is what but this is the biggest thing. Yes. And this is the thing that I can't get over. Okay. Every day is Saturday. And that's disgusting. Why? <laughs> It ain't easy
3: being you, you.
2: What can I
1: say?
2: (laughs) Dude, retirement is the best thing. I hope everybody can retire. Uh It's a wonderful thing. You can stay up at night, listen to Steve Treble You can call him
3: up. (laughs) (laughs) Here at the home, we listen to Steve all night long. (laughs) All right, you have a good week, my friend. Pete's in Ewing on
15: New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pete. Hey, pal, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Can you just do me a favor when you leave tonight? Be on the lookout for a little dog. It's brown and white. Sure. All right, it ran over into the the that area. You lost your do- you
3: lost your yeah. dog?
15: No, hey, it was just a little little pup oh. running along the main road and then he ran into the woods by the pizza place. So, keep an eye out when you leave tonight, please. Oh, you got it. Uh, but also, um let's see. I went to seven different elementary schools when I was a kid. We, we, yeah. You know, really? Well, one every year. Uh, one, I went to two in one year, just I had the type of child that nobody should ever have. And it, it, it was hard to, to do it, you know, because right. you're always trying to fit in and make friends too fast. Yeah, and that's, That hurts you more. And, um, but, hey, I finally got to high school, mm-hmm. and that was a transition for me because I was there for its entirety. And I made some friends that I still talk to this day.
3: That's great. So you, in high school you were there for the whole four years.
15: Yes, sir. Excellent. actually five, if you count summer school one year. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just so you can spend more time with your friends. (laughs) Think of it that way. Yeah, we got in trouble, though, but we still talk. Oh, that was good. But, hey, man. Um, thank you so much for, you know, everything, pal. You get home safe and enjoy the weekend.
3: You got it, pal. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm telling you, Dina Blizzard leaves. Everybody starts talking. They all came. Uh, Dina's here for an hour asking for calls. Nobody calls. Dina, she's like like the topic fairy. She comes in. She drops the topic. She leaves. And then everybody calls in. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, I just texted it out. <laughs> All right, so are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
7: Let's do this. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines.
1: I read the news today,
2: oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news.
7: As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only
6: Steve can.
3: What the hell, Doc? I was wondering the same thing rob
6: all right here we go so officials in vineland say that people have been abandoning shopping carts on sidewalks and on the side of the road and they're going to do something about it that's me? right yep they are going to be fining 50 dollars for each abandoning cart who are they going to find there's no there's nobody there they're that's abandoned the... who are they going to find now that's the catch for me because first of all Everybody says it's because of the bag band. That's why they're taking the carts to go with them as well. All right. But, you know, you've got the main point. Who are they gonna find? Yeah. Who are they gonna? F- so you don't
3: give them a license when you do this. Hold on. Donna's in whiting. Donna, what's going on? Hi. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How you doing?
16: I didn't expect you to answer so quickly. Donna,
3: when you call, I drop everything and go right to the <laughs> phone, Donna. You know, there are other people. Now Donna, who can I'm going to tell Alexa
16: cares. to stop talking. How's that? All right,
3: tell Alexa to shut up.
16: <laughs> Alexa, stop. Hi. Hi. Transition. Yes. Husband committing suicide.
3: Wow. If I had a prize, 30-
16: 34 years after being together.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that.
16: Though. No, no, um, I'm calling because I heard some of Dina's stuff. I came in late, mm-hmm. and uh, I can totally empathize.
3: Wow. Wow. How are you, how are you doing now?
16: Um, it's two years, and I'm still working, you know. I was at adoration at church today and doing the rosary, and I'm doing all the steps, you know. You do what you have to do.
3: Yeah, and you know what, Donna? You're going to get through it. You know, take comfort in the fact that there is light at the end of the tunnel. It may not seem dark. It seems really dark at times, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. There
16: is. There is. And I think this is a great show tonight for exactly that reason, because I don't think people transition well. You know, we're stuck in our ways. Um, Mm. So, you know, sometimes you're thrown into it. And, you know, you you have to.
3: Uh, Well, Donna, God bless you. Nothing but the best. Keep in touch. Thank you. You got it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Steve Travelis is now on a- St. Patrick's Day. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. You can win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs plus a Wegmans gift card. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday, thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Lottery and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you. And New Jersey, 101.5, where Rob Brown was continuing the headlines and at the Trevor Lines.
6: All right, so WWE is in talks of state gambling regulations to legalize betting on high profile matches. Isn't that fixed? Yes, it is. How are you going to? Good, <laughs> okay. I don't want to bet on it. <laughs> so. He- Big thing for me, I, yes, I am a... You're, a, you're a WWE am, guy. Yes, I am a WWE guy. Well, you
3: would know and, about this.
6: I am, I'm telling you, dude, I would do really good. Now, now fixed. we don't do really good. I, dude, I know, but here's the thing. So, everybody's saying, wait a minute, it's fixed, you know, what are you talking about? How would you be able to do this? How would you not be able to leak things? And what WWE is using as a comparison is the Oscars. The Oscars. Because mm-hmm. people bet on the Oscars, like who's going to win Best Actor, who's going to win Best Picture. That's what they're saying. Oh, you know, that. that's what we're basing it off of. But nobody
3: knows who's going to win Best exactly. Actor. Exactly. But they know who's going to win the race, exactly. the match.
6: Exactly. That's my... So, to bring in a lot of things here is, for me, is there's people out there who are purposely... Like, their job, Steve, is purposely to... Find out what is going to happen. And, and like, journalists out there.
3: Journal I, with the quotes. Yeah. Journalists. <laughs> wrestlers with the quotes. Did you ever see the wrestler Mickey Rourke? Yes. All right. Well, think about that, right? If Mickey Rourke knew who's going to win the match, he's mm-hmm. going to go better. Who's going to win the match?
6: Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. Like a Pete Rose situation. Yeah.
3: I mean, like my like King Kong Bundy was my friend. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The We're late great King that's Kong so Bundy. Cool. Oh my God! What a great man he was! What a kind, c- good soul, good heart. But I mean, like King Kong Bundy, you know what he got the Wrestle Hulk Hogan, the Re- famous match. WrestleMania two. Yeah, you know what he got? How much? Fifty thousand. Are you serious? 000. So if King Kong Bundy knows that he could bet himself to win that to lose that match. How much more would he make? Huge amount. Exactly.
6: I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. What else we got? Okay. This one, I will say this one is my favorite. Okay. The family that owns the Sayerville Gentlemen's Club alleges misconduct by Sayreville police when five family members were arrested last June for money laundering. Now... <laughs> A family business.
3: The family business was the strip club.
6: Is the and strip club. And they were
3: laundering club. the money through the strip club.
6: Yeah. But now they're suing the police now. They're suing the police? Yes, because because they're like, ah, it's not true. That's ah, fake. But in the back of my head, a family business. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that your kids were taken. Little baby pictures on the poles? Is, 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 that, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, there were happening? families
3: and there were families. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wonder what the Manson family pictures look like. <laughs> I mean, there were families and there were families, right? <laughs> you know, your friends, your friends you pick, your family you're stuck with. Because,
6: like, for me, like, I think of the Bada Bing from The Sopranos.
3: Right. That this I'll is tell like, you a story about the Bada Bing. Really. Back in the day, when I worked at a station called Alice 104.5, mm-hmm. they had, um, we did the morning show. Myself, a guy named Glenn Kalina, Max Morgan, Ed the Phone Guy, whose name is Chris O'Ryan, mm-hmm. and Carrie Hartman. So uh, the Sopranos are on. So they come to the station, uh, the HBO people. I got a Soprano leather jacket, a, a VHS first season, and some other tchotchkes I can't remember. But anyway, um, they had a tour. And the tour was a different company, but you would go uh, on a bus and they would take you on the bus through the entire intro, Tony's commute. You know, the beginning of the show? Mm-hmm. They would take, it would take Tony two and a half hours to make that commute if he actually did it in real life. Really? With all the places he went by, Satrial's pork store and the, the, the Lumberjack and all that. So you go by all that. And then afterwards, you go to Satrial. You go to, uh, uh, The Bada Bing, and then after that you go to a bakery to give you a cannoli. But when you go to the Bada Bing, right? It's a strip club, and it's called Baby Dolls, Mm -hmm. and it's on Route Seventeen. I'm not sure if it's still there, but uh, but you go, we go in, and there are all these, you know, these. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. And there were all these hardcore guys at the bar. Yeah. And we go in with a bunch of housefrows who won the Alice 1045 contest. Oh,
1: I get the guy. He's a big shit.
3: It was horrible. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> all right, my friend. Great job. Till next week. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Reliable. This has been the Steve Travelli Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com.
1: New Jersey 1015.